1: The trailer
3: looking at Billy Boats I don't know you can more than just a podcast
1: more than just a podcast
3: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. It's podcast it is season 8 it is episode 2 and the premier league is back um and tonight uh the premier league might be back but actually it's still holiday mode so no john no uh george who are away in spain where i will be going next week but i will be taking my mic with me and uh another person who's on holiday at the moment uh and a guest presenter as good evening Ian, where are you, and what are you doing?
4: Um, I'm, I'm in Spain as well. So if I could, if I can take my microphone and do this, why on earth can't George and John?
3: Well, then they're not that committed to be clear, um, and yeah, they have I, got Wi Fi.
4: I'm in a place about 60 miles north of Malaga called Iznaka. It's on it's by a lake. Um, friends of mine emigrated here a couple of years ago, and uh, they've got they've done up this house, and it's got the most amazing pool which looks over the lake. So I'm just here doing bugger all for a week, which is nice.
3: Yeah, and it's 43 degrees, you 43 said there. 43
4: degrees right? it was today, which, I mean, I do like warm weather, but even that was a bit much for me. Um, so I'm driving down to the coast tomorrow to see some other friends, so hopefully it'll be a bit cooler tomorrow.
3: Well, maybe you could go and see John and uh, George then. Well, I've, I've never actually met them. In fact, I've never met uh, yet, <laughs> You You have once. Have once I? You've met, yeah, we've met once <laughs> in person. Well, he's met um, more times, have not you? Yeah. Well, we might as well introduce you. Uh, Nigel, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in Misshead,
1: drinking a bottle of Carlsberg.
3: It's cooled down a bit here now in, in England, though, isn't it? Yeah. So,
1: listening yeah. to where Ian's staying, he's knackered. I think we signed him, didn't he? Didn't he play <laughs> in the middle of the pitch?
3: <laughs> I think most of them looked like that,
4: didn't they? Yeah.
3: And uh, our fourth guest tonight, presenter, back by popular demand, Uh it's David. Where are you, and what are you doing?
0: I'm in my office, and I'm drinking a cup of Yorkshire Gold tea.
3: And where is your office? Just to remind people who don't know where where you live. I live, in I
0: live uh, about 150 miles, so I, I still do uh, miles. I don't do kilometers. North of Manhattan, in Columbia County, New York, in the middle of the woods. Kind of like these. For those who don't occur. No, more. I'm about a half an hour south of Albany, New York, the state capital, and I'm mm. right on the border of Massachusetts, the Berkshires.
3: Mm. Yeah. And for those who don't know, David is American. Um, yes. I, I feel we've got to ask you the temperature that. as well. Well, what, what temperature is it in New York?
0: Uh, here it's quite rainy and in the high 70s, Fahrenheit, you know.
3: Whatever that is. That anyway, scale. it's not a weather.
0: All right, all right.
3: It's not weatherful. Yeah. Right, David, I think we'll start off for you. We played our opener. We've spent over £115 million. We bought 10 players. Uh, One of them, by the way, just scored a hat-trick against uh, the Spurs under-23s, but he wasn't playing at Anfield. Let's get your take on the opening game of the season that is guaranteed to get us top six. Away to you, David.
0: I never guaranteed top six. All I wanted yesterday was to not capitulate. That's the only thing. And I'm still deciding whether we did or we didn't. I expected nothing out of the match. We played one of the top five teams in the whole damned world. So... If anybody had their wow. head, head in the clouds thinking, oh, yeah, we spent all this money, we're going to win. Well, I, I hope they've come back down now because that was so unlikely as to not even really be given serious consideration. And if you wanted to, and this is so unlike me, to try to play a, a small positive, not positive, but trying to lessen the the pain, out of Liverpool's four goals, you can make a a decent argument that only the first one came completely from their good play on the pitch. Goal number two was this looping ball that everybody thought was going to go out for a goal kick, except Milner, who chased it down and put it in front, which made it not offside, and there they were to tap it in. Goal three was offside, and goal four, game was already over, but even then, Fredericks completely lost his man and sort of dove at thin air, leaving him there just go, oh, thank you very much, pop it in. So three out of their four goals were a combination of really, really bad play by us and, and a linesman making a mistake. You can, though, say, well, why are we continuing to do that? Why can't we, like, finish out a half? Why do we still make silly mistakes in the, in the defensive end? I have no answer for that at all, but I expected I expected
3: nothing other
0: than a, a, you know, anywhere between a battering and just a eh, that wasn't so bad, but a loss nonetheless.
3: We, uh, I'm, I'm gonna move on to the others in a minute. I'm interested to know who's the other four. You said the top five in the world. Who's the other four then in your mind?
0: Um, Real Madrid. Because I hadn't. I'm not giving this as much thought as I should have. Because I knew I <laughs> right. Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester City. Juventus, yeah. Okay,
3: that you might be it. Made that up. No, right. that's right, my, of, my last question. Come up
0: with somebody else. I'd be curious. I think that's about yeah. right.
3: Yeah. So, so um, my next question is: I just want you to pick two players. Someone who your ma- West Ham man of the match is, and who who you think didn't do, you know, the villain of of the West Ham villain of the match on on Sunday.
0: You know, I, I read so many people really, you know, be highly critical of Antonio. I thought at least he was giving, within what his skill sets are, I thought he at least gave it a good go as best as he could um, in terms of the... You know, Without
3: waffling, who is your... Let's get to the chase. Who's your man of the match? Who's your villain of the match?
0: All right, man of the match is Antonio. Might as well suffer. Yep. And the villain... Nah, well, never mind, I already said it. I should have gone back to Balbuena. But how about I'll stick with Antonio because I already said it. the The villain of the match was Wilshire pulling it out of my you-know-where.
3: Yeah, you know where. yeah. Who, who apparently had less passes than Alisson, the the new goalkeeper. Let's move over to Ian. Ian, I think you were watching it from sunny Spain because you, you put on our WhatsApp group that it sounded like West Ham weren't playing because they were only talking about Liverpool. Uh, what, what did you think of, of our opening game?
4: Well, I do think Sky Sports should be held accountable for their coverage at the beginning, where we just didn't feature. Anyone would think West Ham weren't going to turn up. I had to apologise for that, because of course West Ham <laughs> didn't turn up, did they? No. Uh, I mean, it was just shocking, wasn't it? Um, you you would have thought, OK, there were a lot of new players. When you have a lot of new players in the side, it's they're going to find, take some time to find their feet. But there didn't seem to be basic effort on the part of quite a few of them. Um, the pass is just went astray. I thought Anderson was probably uh, our best player, but his final ball didn't really ever really amount to much. He, he was very good at running with the ball, but to, to no end effect. And if he's if he's going to be worth 40 million, there's got to be a bit of end effect at the, at the end of these runs. Do you know the player that I was kind of, and you're going to be shocked by this, that I was really disappointed by was Mark Noble, because I would say 80% of his passes, he played backwards. And okay, he's a slightly defensive midfielder, but th- there is no excuse for the amount of back. I'd love to see the actual statistic. It might even be more than 80%. And he was doing this a lot last season. But in the end, you're not going to score if you keep playing the ball backwards. There was far too much of that, I thought, from him. Um, I-, I can't. Fabianski, I thought, despite the fact that he let in four goals, it could have been a lot worse. And it was only down to him that it wasn't a lot worse. Liverpool deserved to win 4 0. There's no getting away from that. Um, defensively, it was a shocker of a performance. I thought Masuaku, Fredericks, ogbonna um, at times looked shaky. Baldwin, he looks like a proper de- centre half, doesn't he? I mean, to get to be fair to him, and I thought he showed some decent play from time to time. But you, you really go through the rest of the team, and it's very difficult to think of anyone who emerged from that match with any credit whatsoever.
3: Yeah. So. Let's let's pick your and you may have mentioned already your your man of the match and your villain of the match. Uh,
4: my man of the match would be Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um my villain of the match. A lot of competition for that. Um I'm not gonna say Mark Noble because at least he he always tries and he was actually involved quite a lot. Um oh, it's so difficult because none of them really I thought Fredericks looked really shaky, I have to mm. say. And I, I think Zabaletta will be looking at that performance and thinking, well, if I'm not in for the next match, something's wrong yeah. here. Uh, but actually, uh, actually, the villain of the match is none of the players. It's Pellegrini for the tactics. <laughs> <that he laughs> I, did, knew which,
1: I
3: knew you were going to say that. I
4: knew you were going to say that. I mean, everyone on Sky Sports could see right from the start that they were the wrong tactics. Yeah. So why couldn't he? Now, I'm not going to have a real go at the, a new manager in his first game, but Pellegrini that really now. did. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm not going to say that at all, I think we're (laughs) we're very lucky to have him. But that did make me sit up and think, hang on a minute, you're supposed to be one of the best managers in the world. Shouldn't you have done your research on Liverpool and not not played that defensive
3: formation? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a quick stat attack before we go to Nigel for his words of wisdom, Um, because I know he likes stats. Liverpool enjoyed 65% of the possession. Obviously, we have 35%. And this is a Pellegrini who says... We need possession all the time because if the other people don't, have, if the opposition don't have the ball, they can't score. Liverpool had eighteen shots, eight of them on target, four went in. Uh, West Ham had five shots, only two on target. Nigel, take it away. <coughs> soldier, soldier, <laughs> you did, you did say four 0 on last week's oh, podcast.
4: This yes, Nigel,
1: him <laughs> it's it's not. It's, it's, it's hard being this, you know, seeing these things and everyone thinks I'm mad. Listen, I ain't going to slate the players. We were beaten by a better team. Their tactics are spot on. They pressurised us when we had the ball at the back and we just couldn't cope with it. We are a new team. We'll only get better from that. Sometimes it's better to have performances like that at the start to enable you to then grow and and to put right what we can see is wrong. It's going to take time. But I'd, I'm pretty confident that we'll get there.
3: How quickly, though? I mean, by Bournemouth, or do you think it's going to take a bit longer?
1: No. no, no. <laughs> you know, Bournemouth are not They're a mug team. team. You know, so we can see that that could be we could get a draw. I've seen people saying, oh, we need a win and we need a big win or there's problems. No, no, no. Did, you know it could take till the middle of October. Yeah. I mean, let's get this right. If you look at last season, yeah. Palace with a new manager, didn't score for seven games, didn't get any points. Uh possibly I think the first points and goals might have been against us, funny enough, in the two draw at home. But they didn't go down. They got it together. Yeah, they sacked their manager and went thing, but I, I've got faith in what we're doing. I, I, I never bought into the that we're gonna be challenging the top eight mantra with these players that we bought anyway but i think we've got the makings of of a, of a better team than we had
3: last season okay you're your villain and your man of the match
1: <coughs> well i'm surprised no one i <laughs> said Fabianski. I, I thought he kept the score line down mm, i just said and that. you can only do so
4: much when, when yeah. you got the so you don't pay attention to do you. God knows. I zone out oh, so now. What do you do when you listen to, to me on the radio, Nigel? Because um,
2: do you zone out for that as well? <laughs> don't don't make <laughs> it on on. I
1: don't <laughs> want to hear that. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, man in the match here, Fabianski, and I'm not going to pick a villain because I don't like that. I don't like singling. It's a team performance. You know the 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 players outside of the goal have all had their faults and they all done
3: things wrong. You sound like Pellegrini. Cause we're going to hear from him in a minute. And that's exactly what he said. He said, I'm not going to single people out. Um, uh, I only talk about team performance. However, I'm going to single someone out. I'm going to start with my villain and hero. My villain, uh, was Masuaku, who I don't think can defend. He, he was at fault. I think at least for one of the two goals, maybe the two of them. Um, and he just can't defend. He's a left winger, but he's he's not a defender, and it re- really really um, makes me worry that if Cresswell's not fit, and obviously he's not fit, uh, what kind of cover we've got there? Because we need to have two people for every position. Uh, you've stole my thunder because my man of the match, I thought, was Fabianski, showed why he was chosen as as number one, and it could have been six or seven nil. Um, I've I've just spent the last hour on a Liverpool podcast because um, I'm a podcast whore talking about the match with the Anfield index and what I was talking about and trying to analyze it as as much as I can in football terms. So, so Nigel will probably have a go at me is, you know, in defense, obviously Pellegrini's told them to hold that 18 year old uh, 18 yard line. Um, But they seem to do it with disregard for everything else. Like when, Liverpool were crossing it in etc they just seemed to be absolutely focused they have been drilled in you must hold that 18 yard uh, yard line and and it didn't work they're obviously not used to it um, Fredericks as I think Ian said earlier looked out this depth that's his first Premier League debut and uh, he was pretty much owned by Maine most of the time and, and looked way out and I would have started Zabaleta. Um, we you know the, the two um Obona looked that he lost concentration at times, uh, as did Bobana. Um he he didn't look like he was a scared rabbit at times. I know it was a really big uh opposition. Um so I, I think I think defensively um we struggled and we really struggled, and, and and Masuaku, I think, struggled the most. But then if we go to midfield, the midfield was almost non-existent. I mean, Wilshere was pushing up behind the striker in the first half. God knows why, against Liverpool, who scored the most goals last season. Why was he pushing up in the second half? He was more defensive, but he hardly did anything, and we'd expected more from, from Wilshere. Noble, I thought, was pretty anonymous also in the first half. And poor Declan Rice, I think... Lamb to the slaughter. He, you know, he he um he didn't really um, was able to do a lot. Um, he 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 was. I don't know. He's 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 not ready to be a defensive midfielder in my view. And uh, maybe they should have started with Obiang. Uh Anderson. Yeah, good start by Anderson, but he looked knackered by sixty minutes. By the time he took off. Uh same with, with uh Antonio but Yamalenko as we know was injured. And 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 the final one obviously is, is Arnie and outovic who who had a very late fitness test, didn't really uh didn't really look that great. Um and just um I think he was struggling uh with an injury, but he just looked completely isolated, not the Arnie we know. So as we've said earlier. Bad day at the office. Um, I never expected to win. I wrote a blog two weeks before to say Rome wasn't built in the day, nor was West Ham. I expected to lose at Anfield. Uh, Maybe a bit unfair we lost 4-0, but hey, we move on. And as uh, Nigel said, I expect to lose a few more before before we can turn this around. And uh, let's hear what the gaffer had to say.
5: Manuel, it was always going to be a really tough start for you, and that's the way it turned out. How did you, what did you make of the way your players dealt with the challenge?
6: Well, when you were before the game, that was a tough start. Liverpool is a team that's a solid team, that is in their best moment with good players. But uh, during the game, I think that some boss decide the scores. I recognize that they play better than, than our team. But uh, I think that we are losing 1-0. We have uh, two or three clear options at least to draw. In the last second of the second half, psychological goal, the goal, uh, a ball that was going out, is merit also of the player that arrived for the cross, but was a difficult, difficult goal. Uh, we finished the first half. Maybe look, what could be one-one was to nil. Uh, we start the second, the second half, and in the 10th minute, a clear upside goal, beside the, the the game. But we need to improve, we didn't play well, we need to create too many chances except 10 or 15 minutes in the first 45 minutes, the second half we didn't create too many. So we we need to continue working. Do
5: you feel very hard done by with that third goal? Because it was at a point where you were still in the match, playing quite well, and it's quite a long way offside.
6: Yes, too much offside (laughs) to say, but those things happen in football, you must accept it. Maybe for me it was more uh, uh, psychological goal, the, the second one. The second one because it was in the last second of the first half. And it's different when you arrive to the, uh, the, to the mid-half, one nil down, that two nil down. That's why I repeat two or three balls uh, a lot of time decide what the, uh, what the game was. But I must be also very clear that we need to improve and Liverpool play better and they deserve to win. Eh?
5: You were unlucky with the third goal, but generally speaking, that high defensive line that you like to play, have your players not quite got that right? Liverpool seem to catch you out quite a few times with that today.
6: No, no, I, didn't, I don't think that we, we had any problem. Maybe we had a problem for the wings, for the crosses, but uh, about the defender, I don't remember too many saves of of uh, Luka Fabianski. We uh, were working one way. And we will continue uh, playing the same way.
5: There was a lot of, of optimism around West Ham before today. Is it important that one defeat it's a really good side doesn't crush that optimism? That you remain,
6: you know, positive about the season ahead. Oh, of course, we continue absolutely positive. We are not going to crush that optimism because uh, we repeat The first game of the of the season, we brought in nine players new. We play against one of the best, if not the best, play, team of the of the Premier, so we are not happy, because it never is good to start losing for 4 nil. but we are absolutely sure that we are in the correct way and we are going to continue working.
5: Lastly then, how did you think your new players did?
6: Well, I don't like to an- an- analyze uh, individual players. I think that the team, <coughs> we really conceded four goals, but we didn't feel so, so bad. Uh, I think that we, we didn't attack well. We didn't create chances in the second half. We didn't create not once clear chances. The first yes, we cleared some one, of the, some, some of them, but we need to improve in all sense. Thank you. Okay.
3: What do you think about that, then, Nigel? Well, I struggle to
1: understand what he says because he talk a bit like this in the interview, and I don't know what he say in his Is funny he... foreign accent.
4: So, Is he Russian? So racist.
1: <laughs> well, you know, there you go. He's Chilean, by yeah, the way. Trying He's come down. Are you
3: trying to
4: go Boris Johnson, Nigel?
1: Hey, hey, listen, leave Boris alone. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that man, I tell
4: you. Believe me, there is. But anyway,
1: Working Class Hero. Oh, my <laughs> Meeting.
6: God. Oh, no.
3: Reetan, yeah. Um,
4: yeah
6: oh dear.
3: They call
4: him Enoch.
3: it's facebook twitter question time and uh, we've got quite a lot of comments and uh, what we're going to try and do is nigel is trying to cover them under an hour because he's, he's he does sort of go on a bit when he gets to this point so get to the point nigel get as many through as we can but t- try not to dwell on each one yeah
1: right, I try not to dwell on each one. Okay. (coughs) Ali Jones. Definitely need time to gel, build relationships. Thought it was a tough game for many. But what did we expect? Antonio should be dropped. Bit harsh. He left Fredericks in the shit more than once. No swearing, Ali. I've been told off for that more than once because he's lazy and didn't track back. Masuaku isn't great at left back. But at least he had some help from Anderson. Why should have been told to sit in front of the back four, but didn't or wasn't told? Sucks we lost. But Liverpool will really push City this season, and we will have a shit record. Well, we do have a shit record. Swearing again at Anfield, we go again next week, which we better to time, which will be a better time to see what we will be like. Uh, our favourite Jock Alexander McFarlane. Painful to watch on Sunday, we were up against a football team who were full of energy and hungry to prove themselves. Liverpool hunted in packs each time we got the ball forward. These tactics emphasised our lack of cohesion. Keep the word short, people, I'm struggling, as a team. A few of our new additions showed moments of quality. Blimey, has gone on. But the play against the side as good as we were up against takes a team effort. Our running on the ball was not sufficient. There was not enough understanding between the players over the pitch and it hurt us in defence. Early days, and I'm sure our manager will have learned a lot from the game. All right. Whew, that was a long one. Nick Harvey, Shorten. Oh, no, it's not. After yesterday's predictable performance, it was always going to take time for the team to gel. And We were up against the Liverpool side who would challenge City for the title. I'm not disheartened. We have to show some patience. My only concern is defensive midfield, which is Pellegrini hasn't addressed with a proven signing. Um, do you think
4: central midfield is our problems, Ian? Well, it shows that it was wrong to sell Cuyate. I think um, we actually needed a player like him yesterday. Uh, I thought Declan Rice actually certainly wasn't our worst player in the first half. Um, But you you wanted somebody who can tackle, who can pick up the ball and run at Liverpool. And Cuyate, that was actually one of his strengths. Um, I still don't believe we should have sold him. And if you were going to... Not, if you hadn't got Kiarte, then I suppose you could, um, you could make an argument for Obiang having started. I just thought the team selection was a bit weird. Um, it was. I, mean, I like to have attacking team selections, and this was certainly one, but obviously in hindsight, it didn't really work, did it?
3: No, it didn't. No, well. And just to say, I know you love Kiwate, Ian, but um, he wanted out, yeah. right? He wanted a new deal. Uh, at ninety five grand a week, and he wanted an appearance bonus at fifteen grand an appearance, and he wanted a half a million pound um, staying up. How he ever got to Palace, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he didn't play, by the way, on uh, at Palace on on the weekend. He um, was on the bench. I know he was on the bench, uh, but let let's be clear: Kiarty wanted out. He wanted a, a mega deal to stay when we said no. He wanted out and he wanted out more than we, you know. It, it was a, a one sided, he wanted out all costs. So, but what, why is it though that we always sell these players for less than they're really worth? I
4: mean, on anybody's scale, QRT is worth 15 to 25 million. I would have thought it, it okay. He, he didn't have the best season last year, no. I completely agree with that. Um, but there's no way that he was only worth nine and a half million. I can
1: answer that, Ian. I'll tell you why because our owners love talking to people and telling them what we got to spend and how much we got to spend. So when they go way past that, Mark, but because it's been published on different websites everywhere, they realise they can pick off our players cheap because they know we're desperate to sell. We bought Mm -hmm. all our players. They knew we had to sell to raise funds. You know, if they kept their mouth shut and didn't tell these websites what we're doing... Well, those websites
3: shouldn't publish that information, (laughs) (laughs) Nigel.
1: Oh, well, I think the a Shor- few of us have been Shor- telling people that for Shor- ages. Sean
3: nose becoming a bit longer, Sean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's they, got no I, strings I, to hold him up. Yeah. I don't
3: think that's true. I think that's all an urban myth. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's an urban myth that David Sullivan speaks to um, people the way you suggest he does. <laughs> and um, an urban myth. That, that these websites and, and papers and everything print it's, it. I think, I think sure. there's no proof. Come on. There's no proof whatsoever.
1: <laughs> yeah. You couldn't make it up, could you, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go on, move on. Oh, yeah. I I think I'm right. really
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Taffy Wallback who's got the best name, watched most of the game and I would say we looked bad because we were not cohesive and seemed to lack a plan. I knew we would lose to Liverpool, but I at least expected to see a little idea of what we might play like. It's going to be a rough month until Pellegrini's ideas take shape. Next up, Mark Bright from Crystal Palace. We were never going to win. Shame we conceded for. I love the way he says that, we, in he? You know, he was a Palace Shepard Wednesday player. But anyway, we conceded for. But there will be many teams that will get absolutely battered at Anfield, which I think as well. And unfortunately, we were the first to go there. I'm sure Pellegrini will see what needs to be worked on and get it right for Saturday. He's not going to panic, but what made him laugh yesterday was the amount of people throwing the toys out of the pram and TalkSport basically saying we've wasted 100 million and Anderson is a waste of money. Anderson, waste of money? Um,
3: Early days. Wow. Early days, yeah.
1: 35 million, though, for a rabbit in the
4: headlights. I, know, I think that's a bit. I think that's really unfair. I thought he he was our best player. and he, he really and also with players like that. Remember Pyatt. When did Pyatt ever track back? Anderson really got stuck in at the back and he needed to because of Masu- Masuaki's performance. I thought, uh, I thought all round apart from the end yeah. effect, um, I thought he had a reasonable game. I mean, he was a six out of ten, but none of the others were better than that. Apart from maybe Fabianski.
1: Oh, oh, now Ashnard Jordan. All right, Lewis Aaron Trap. No excuse yet. Again, roll over to a top four team. I'm sick of it. Get used to it. If we put in a decent performance and got battered 4-0, you can accept that, but not that. Yes, it's a new team with a new manager, but you don't just give up because they are title contenders. I expect a much better performance and a win on Saturday or else. Or else what, Lewis, though? That's what I say. What are you going to do? Diop would have been far better option. <clears throat> Let's hope he makes a change at the weekend. Any news on Arnie's injury Sean?
3: Well, um I think they're a little bit worried uh, about him, I, you know, I he he was touch and go wherever he, he started. Um and I think um they had a day of rest, so I guess we would know tomorrow. Um so they they rested today and and we're we know a bit more tomorrow.
4: Okay. Uh, Matthew Kemp. Oh Go gone that <gasps> Well, we've got, we got we've got a ready-made replacement, haven't we? And Zande Silva scored three Absolutely. goals tonight for the under-23s against Spurs. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't earn you a place on the bench next week, I don't
1: know what does. Tony Martinez yeah. is all I'll say. Scored goals for fun last season for the under-23s, and
3: he and he went out on loan <laughs> today to a, to a uh, third-string Madrid side. Um, I've, I don't even know the name of the Spanish side he's gone to that are facing relegation. Uh no well, one after else. One game them.
1: they're facing relegation.
3: No, their seasons or they faced relegation last oh, well. I, look, I only know what I'm told. Um but obviously Fernandez has gone out, no future for him. Tony Martinez, I don't think we're gonna see him in the first team. Uh Sam Byron has gone out and, and Hugill. All those four players, I'm told, are not fancied by Pellegrini and really have no my um, point about
1: Fernandes is you're sure. talking about a player that's just scored an hat trick in the under 23s. I watched Fernandes score goals for. Fun.
3: Silver. 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 Oh, no, you're talking about Martin. Yeah, who I saw Martin goal.
1: goals for fun in the under 23s last season, season before.
3: I know, but it's League the Two. It's a lot different. Yeah, I agree. It's League Two at best. So,
4: yeah.
1: All right, move on. Matthew Kemp, the coach set out some tactics we didn't stick to. Noble was found wanting in midfield, and Arnie lacked any service. Oblety passed the late fitness test. He watched match of the day, which gave a good analysis. Liverpool were too good for us, yet we need to stick to the game plan Pellegrini sets out. Offside trap didn't work. And the match he agreed was Fabianski.
4: Is it, should be, it be any surprise, though, that an offside trap didn't work when three of the players are new to the team in the back four? No. Yeah. Like Masaraku isn't new to the team, but he, he's he's not first choice at left back. Fredericks was new, um, Balbrenner was new. Um, y- you can't have complicated tactics. You, if you're playing a flat back four, play as a flat back four.
1: I mean, someone on Sky before the game said if West Ham play a high line, um, they could be playing in Liverpool hands. I think it was Jamie Redknapp, yeah. and that, that, yeah, that they absolutely were right.
3: nailed it. He um, said, "You heard on the interview. He said he's keeping it." Do you think we should run a Clarence Hugh poll, Nigel? <laughs> <laughs> On what?
1: On whether we keeping. What? On whether we
3: should continue. What keeping um, the high
1: line? Yeah, the well, high line does get your clothes dryer quicker. I've always found. <laughs> That's about all I know. About high lines. <laughs> I don't
3: think we're quite ready for Operation Pellegrini. Oh, um, yes. But, uh... Yeah, I don't <laughs>
1: think we should go down that line at all. John Mansfield. Interesting to hear, Sean has made a deadline day switch to the West Ham Way show. Unfortunately, John, <laughs> they sent him back. So anyway, <laughs> obviously the uh, bowl of I I
3: I appeared on one episode to reveal the transfer rumour that never was in a social media experiment. It was the only reason I, I appeared on the West Ham Way podcast. You're even more of a tart than I am on these things, aren't you? I am a podcast whore, as I said earlier. Oh, Ian, but, Ian, Ian. It was
1: like a sycophant loving. I'm sorry. I'm afraid of us. Oh,
3: you've listened to it. You said you wouldn't I know, listen to
1: it. Oh, no. I gave in and listened. And it did make me nauseous. Um, but hey. Yes. I'll leave it there before I say something I should.
3: Yes. Good. <laughs> Move on.
1: Uh, John Mansfield went on to say, think yesterday won't be representative of our season. Liverpool are top team. Many of the players in our team played under Big Sam and Slav and Moyes, so aren't used to the type of game Pellegrini will try and play. Well, I don't know about many. I suppose half did. Give them a bit of time and they'll get it right. Well,
4: actually actually three, possibly four. No. That's not many. I mean, Antonio, um, Noble, Ogbonna, Masiwaki. I mean, if you want
1: to see about modern-day football, That was Noble's eighth manager that he's played under. I think we've had 17 in our history. Mm. Noble's been in the first team for 11, 12 years.
4: And do you see the the top 50 thing that the club are doing? He's he's apparently the 15th best West Ham player ever. Well, uh,
1: it it depends. Uh, Do we know who voted for this top 50?
3: No. No. Uh,
1: Well... All right, some do. Well,
3: we do. We do. <laughs> we do Nigel. <knowledge> of-
1: <laughs> but anyway, I've seen the list of the people that voted didn't didn't Are
3: we allowed to reveal no. that? But anyway,
1: oh, okay. um, it, it don't surprise me. I put out on Twitter my top 50, even though someone pointed out I forgot number 14. So actually, showing my education up there, I only picked 49, <laughs> not 50 players. <laughs> So that was so much of my top fifty. Where did
3: Noble come in your top fifty?
1: Uh, it was quite low down. It was quite low down. Um, yeah, i i I can fill you in later, but it, it was quite low down. Mm. All right, right. Liam on. Tyrrell. Last season, all right, Liam. Last season, the back five was often exposed due to lack of protection. A hundred million, in brackets, plus all Sean's little add-ons, smiley face, later, and the back four still offered little protection. High line or no high line, enter Sanchez. Oh, and Antonio's having a rather lengthy blip. I mean, yeah, was, was Sanchez on no. the bench? Nor was Perez. No. no was no, yeah, Perez. No. Right, Roger Ribeiro, who's got a great footballer's name, but probably ain't a footballer. I didn't expect such a capitulation but it's only a game one with a new manager and half a new team. It will take time to gel and hopefully not too long. Ed Hughes, we had 50% of a new team playing with a new formation against a team who nearly won the Champions League and has improved since and will clearly be neck and neck with Liverpool. Uh, Derek Howard, not a great start, but that is one of the hardest games to get out of the way. True. Against lower level teams, we'll be fine. And once we're on a roll, we can pick up results against the top six sides. Not sure about that. Uh, Our mate, Paul Turner, just shows how far off the top six we are. We will only make the numbers up in the premiership like most of the other middle table teams do every year. Money was spent only to ensure we don't go down. Do you think, is that, is that next level now, is it? Is, is this money next level or is it just stability?
3: Well, I don't know. Fulham spent a similar amount. Um, Everton spent a lot in the end. So who, I don't know. It's difficult to say. I mean, I'm with Paul. I think it's the, the money spent
1: is there for us to tread water. I think if you don't spend money like that, you are in danger of going down.
4: But which of us thought that they would spend that amount of money at the beginning of the transfer window? I doubt, I doubt whether any of us did.
1: Well, no, I didn't,
4: to no. be honest.
3: I did.
1: Oh, I <laughs> Only because they told you so. <laughs> yeah, or not, as the case may be. Uh, Ollie Asprey, worth remembering that Man City got pumped 3-0 there last season in the Champions League. We won't be the last team that Liverpool do that to. Uh, more time is needed f- for people to settle down. Uh, top man, Merriam. Big game this Saturday. Liverpool were vastly superior in all departments. Antonio believing in his own height. Anderson looked good in the first half. Again, I didn't see that, but still. Chris Hooper. Noble has no pace. He's never had pace. And you need to be an athlete in central midfield, and he's not. What does he bring apart from penalties? Wish people would stop going on about He's Mr. West Ham. I know sixty thousand other people who could be Mr. West Ham if you paid them the fifty grand a week. He's a championship player at best. Oh that's harsh, Chris Super. What do you think? Ooh. Mark Noble, is there a future?
4: I don't think he's going to play every game this season. Um he, he is he what thirty-one, thirty-two by the end of the season?
1: Thirty-one. Um
4: yeah. He's ne he's never had pace, but often players we remember as always said about Teddy Sheringham by the time he was thirty-eight he, he, he'd lost his pace, but he never had it in the first place, uh, but he had a really good football brain. Now, I don't think Mark Noble's got a bad football brain, but I do question whether he's going to be a, f- the first choice central midfielder come the end of the season.
5: Oh. Sean.
3: I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, because I've got no idea what you're talking about. That. That's I why I asked that. you. Because <laughs> I'm not stupid enough
1: to what you're doing, probably. In,
3: in the, oh, I was just yeah. writing, a, I was writing a little a professional. Uh, running yeah. order because I didn't have talents. I'm thinking, right, these, these are the four things I'm going to mention before we do our predictions. Right. So, I'm cracking uh, on, then. Could you repeat the
1: question? Oh, Mark Noble, is there a future? No. no. Right, done. That's it. Next, move on. Uh, Douglas Woodhurst, the midfield three did not work. Let's bear in mind, though, the only thing I will say about Noble is he he, he needs some good people with him. And that's the first time he's played in there in a Premier League game with Wilshere and um, the others. It was quite a new
4: midfield as well, to be fair to him. That's about the best I can do. And what's what's the thinking behind putting Rice in midfield? I know he has played in midfield before, but last season he played in central defence, but everyone thought he did really well. I mean, okay, he made a couple of mistakes, but
3: anyone at 19 is going to do that. Um, I thought that was a bit of a bizarre one. He made the most, when they analysed it afterwards, he made the most mistakes of any defender last season. Well, the lead to goals. Yeah. Harsh, uh, obviously, Ireland uh, have tried him in defensive midfield. They thought that would be better for him. Whether he stays there or not, who can and he, tell? Only one I mean, man we, of the match in those I games won't say anything where he again. played that for Ireland. I, I understand that. It, I think it's unfair to judge him against mm. Liverpool. That's all i say. Mm. Yeah.
1: Right. Douglas Wood... Uh, oh, we've done that. Sorry, Doug. Keith Reid, it was always going to take time to gel with so many new signings, but we'll be all right this season. Exciting times ahead. Keith looking upwards. Gary Prince on the other hand. After Sunday's low, do you think this season will have more ups and downs than XWHU employee's voice reading that transfer gossip? Well, I find that a bit harsh, Gary. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that was pretty poor, actually. Uh, uh, Canning Town then does it far better. I think Rob Minot, I think we'll finish somewhere between 17th and 12th. Yeah. Well, we'll win some, lose some, draw some, Pellegrini will look about 300 years older by the end of the season. Well, I tell you what, I think Pellegrini needs his hair cut for a start because <laughs> he does look a bit of a mess, in my opinion. Oh, no, I'm just, with that I'm, dodgy I'm just bar that he's got. Well, perhaps we can cut it off and send it to you, <laughs> I don't know. There's enough of it on his head, I'll tell you. He's
4: an impressive man, uh, though, isn't he? When you watch him being interviewed, he, he carries himself well. I, he's somebody who inspires confidence in the players, I think. And, and we haven't always had managers that have done that.
1: Hmm. He looks like he's in the Mafia to me, but there's a link coming up that I'll throw
3: in later about that. Now, well, funny enough, so I, you, did you see the guy you had dinner with him?
1: Oh, yeah, the Chilean ambassador.
3: The Chilean. Well, of course, I reached out to the Chilean ambassador to speak to him uh, and, and privately messaged him and said, come on then, tell us everything for the dinner. Uh, he obviously wouldn't tell me um, and said that... Uh, I made I made a story out of it for Clarendon. You obviously, but didn't, uh, didn't you miss a word they, out there? have been friends the for a long out. time. But when you said you made a story, what <laughs>
4: <laughs> made a story up?
3: Well, it's not. It, it was it's a, a true story. How easy. He did have it's to write
1: a story when someone just tells you two words <laughs> and it's piss off,
3: <laughs> basically. <laughs> no, he didn't. He spoke to me and he said, "Look, I'm, I can't reveal what he said because it was between friends." But he's worrying <laughs> yeah. for the so. So oh, I made no, a story I'll... out of it. And I said, it was his dream come true. And he wrote back to me, and said, hardly a dream come true. I've known him for years. And he regularly comes around for dinner. I said, yeah, but artistic license. <laughs> it's the silly
4: season
1: in August, isn't it? There you go. Well, listen, it's oh, silly season yeah. every day when Sean's writing. <laughs> anyway, Bob Minock. Uh, After
3: transfers, there's not a lot to write. You know, you get what you can. right. (laughs) Dean McBride,
1: I'm nearly there. Not much to add that's not been said, but he thought Fabianski pulled off some good saves. Uh, Greg Milker, drink a pint of Milka a day, I think was the old phrase, Greg Milker, Liverpool going to do that to a lot of teams. It's only one game, keep the faith. Jeff Shorter, why do I put myself through this every year? because you love it, Jeff. And Richard Dodds, last but not least, who's just put it up about two minutes ago. i see it pop up. When are people going to realise, like I've said before, that Antonio's got a huge chip on his shoulder, which may explain why he kept falling over. He has absolute potential, <laughs> but his attitude stinks. His lift-off, armour striker, not a right-back with the crowd. For too long, we will beat Bournemouth, I'm sure, but Arsenal and Chelsea would be a different cat to fish. We will move on and everyone has asked us to go out and play attacking football and then when we do, no one likes it.
4: All right, mm-hmm. that's Facebook. Would it be fair to say, Sean, that Antonio is not the most popular player in the dressing room? Correct.
3: <laughs> <And that's why laughs> I'm not telling, it's not me to i I'm not I'm not one to tell tales out of school, <laughs> but you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear.
1: Yeah. Circle of trust. Anyway, on the on the Twitter, Patrick I should I didn't read out what I said. What I said was recording tonight about nine o'clock at uh, half past ten. So after yesterday's insert your own word performance, what do you think our esteemed listeners think of a yesterday's game do you think it's a blip or take time to gel? Patrick Temperel. Or temper, really. Liverpool were a great team last year and have only added quality. We were abysmal last year and are now trying to adopt an entirely new way of playing and thinking. As well as a host of the new players, there were plenty of positives. Plenty of positives. Right. Okay. Expect a great performance v. Bournemouth, mate. Okay. We'll leave that there.
4: Was there positives, do you think? No.
1: No, I can't Not say clear. give me one positive each, but I don't think I'll bother after those replies. Mark Holland, uh, piss off new manager, players, and tactics. One win up there in 50 odd years, which I was at. Uh, we never stood a chance, horrible watching it, and I think it will take a while to sort. Don't think Bournemouth will roll over either. We should get something out of the game, though. Uh, Ben Ashelford. It's one performance against the possible champions, if not challengers. Same kind of performance happens next week. Maybe there
4: will be a concern.
1: Do you think it'll be the same performance next week?
4: I hope not. (laughs) I (laughs) I had a lucky escape because I was supposed to go to Anfield, but then um, I booked my holiday, so I couldn't. So I'm glad I did that now. Was Um... Sadiq
3: Khan taking you as his his (laughs) guest?
4: You mean the Liverpool Arsenal
3: supporting Sadiq Khan?
4: Correct, yeah. Who else yeah.
3: supports uh, Liverpool that you know?
4: Um, Nick Dubois. Do you know who he is? He was the Tory MP for Enfield North. Therese yeah. Coffey. Uh, Gavin Barwell, Theresa May's Chief of Staff. Uh, he does. There's, mm. a, there's a lot of, they're a bit like Manchester United, aren't there? There's a lot of Southerners support Liverpool.
3: Well, funny enough, the, the, the podcast, I did, the Liverpool podcast that I did tonight, the Liverpool fan who I was talking to lives in Stratford. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? hilarious and he could see the What's actual stratford, uh stratford, london stadium from one of them uh he is there there's a lot of him. out of town
1: has now <laughs> moved in and the new money's turned up in stratford you no know, it ain't like the old days down in the center mm. of going to sainsbury's in the market outside you know yeah. it's like dubai yeah. now some of them anyway yeah. oh no Anglo american gent oh. <sighs> what a name it was Liverpool-Anfield. It was Liverpool-Anfield. We know that. One win in 48 games. Klopp is now in the third year of his project, and we're starting out on our project. Our season starts. No, True. it don't. Next week, we Bournemouth. it. Don't start, mate. We've started. We lost. Move on. That's it. Oh, stupid. Yep. Alex Zaremba, remember. Just want to know your thoughts on Antonio. He looks short of pace to me. Either he's bulked up too much or he's still carrying an injury. Was he injured? No, I don't think so. Uh, no. Also, he didn't seem clear where he should be on the pitch, kept on taking positions of other players, such as Arnie, leading to bunching. Don't like bunching.
4: It was very odd halfway through the first half when Anderson and Antonio swapped sides for about two minutes and then swapped back. I couldn't work out what that was all about. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Antonio, that. I didn't think he looked as if he'd lost any pace at all. I thought that he did several quite sort of fast, um, runs, but again, they didn't really yep. achieve anything in, in the end. He, he had one header, okay. I think was a, that, well, it didn't, I don't think it went on target. Balboaena had a good header though, didn't he? I mean, that, that could easily have gone in. I admitted it was straight at the goalkeeper, yep. but I thought, I mean, he had a few dodgy moments. He should have been sent off, I think, but I, I actually quite like Balboaena yep. from what I saw, from what I saw
3: of him in, in that match. Yeah. And, and his, um, colleague, uh, Angel Romero nearly joined us as well.
1: Yeah, moving on. Alex Zaremba <laughs> then said, we don't do fake news on here. i get Donald Trump out. Fake news, fake news. What's well, that way? Fake news. Not meaning to be too negative, but it's just surprised me that so one game does not define a season. Very true. Aussie uh, Hammer from Melbourne. good day, mate. Uh, Anderson looked a little lost. Was he in his natural position? Believe it or not, he was. He played very deep and kept looking around to see where Masuaku was. Well, because he was supposed to cover him. But a lot of us looked around to see where Masuaku was, to be fair. Also, we looked like we yeah. were missing a physical presence in the midfield. A beast-like player that Kiati was two seasons ago. How
4: many, well, how many more of these have we got? Oh, look. A couple more. A couple yeah, they, more. They, come on. Listen, I said
1: we don't pick and choose here. Everybody takes part. Greg Morgan, not a good result, but it was probably one of the worst fixtures to get off first. A bit of patience, people, listening now, is required. All right, cut that short. Ams fan, 02380. Ooh, this might be your mate, Sean. I don't know. What changes would you make for Bournemouth? I think Masaraku and Antonio were poor and should be replaced by a Creswell and Yamalamalenko. But its is it too soon? Uh, does this week's starting eleven need another chance? Quickly, yes or no?
3: Changes. Um, Obiang in. I'd agree with that. Yamalenko in. Diop okay.
1: in. Uh, Amos, I don't know. Amos Fan O two three eight O carries on. Defensive performance was very poor, but understandable as a new defence. You can judge against Bournemouth at the earliest. West Ham fan, that's his name, I'm in my shed. I'll do that joke, thanks. Uh, Sarif the bastard. Performance, how about the bloody awful, it's the first game of the season against another top six side, everybody can calm that down. Lastly, Michael Farrow. Do you now understand why some fans are angry? Uh, angry the club spent obscene amounts of cash spent by the club and once again they cannot sign a proper midfield sweeper and this is my favorite comment i've saved it till last and no mealy mouth trust the manager nonsense sean this has gone on
3: for too long in pellegrini (laughs) we trust in Pellegrini we trust. That is the new. That is soundbite we will be repeating throughout the season. In Pellegrini we trust. It's not the board's fault. The board have invested in Pellegrini. Pellegrini needs to take it for, the project forward from here. It's all down on his shoulders. In Pellegrini we So basically you're
1: blaming Pellegrini, Sean. Typical you, to stick-up for the, for the uh, bolders you always do, like the stooge you are.
3: Pellegr- in, Pellegrin. oh. in Pellegrini well, we trust. Facebook, Twitter question time. So uh, a few extra things, and then we do predictions. Uh, I, I forgot to mention the American podcast, by the way, uh, being a podcast. I was on their two-hour, 42-minute podcast as well. Uh, if you're listening, guys, uh, get Nigel on, because no. he's desperate to come on the podcast. Uh, I think you've been on already, Ian, haven't you, on the American podcast? Oh, and get and get Ian on as well. Get get both of them on. It's uh, The rap is worth it on on its own because nigel loves that rap anyway um one thing we did mention 115 million and an extra 35 million on wages now uh, we've talked about we're on a whatsapp group i've sent the spreadsheet where i think i've worked out pretty much all the agents fees and everything else uh i think nigel and ian have got it believe that or not or a bit of spin
4: Um, it sounded all perfectly reasonable. Well, reasonable in how you calculated it. I mean, I'm sure we'd all disagree about how much was spent on which player and all the rest of it, but uh, they've spent what they've spent. They've got got to live by it. Um, I think they did overspend on one or two of the players. I Mm. mean, if you you spend £21 million on a defender and then he doesn't start the first match, you think, well, what did you do it for? Mm. Mm. Um but it's a statement of intent it has to be seen in in that light yeah and as i said at the beginning there's none of us thought that this would ever happen that we'd spend 38 40 million pounds on a single player and hopefully, he's going to deliver. I mean, he's, he's saying all the right things. He looked half-decent in that match. Um, but you can't judge a player like him after one match. You've got to... I would say you won't be able to judge any of them until they've played double-figure games. Yarmolenko is the one that really interests me. I think he's got something about him. I, I watched one, two of the friendly matches which he played in, and I really liked him.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Well, we should see. I'm going to publish that soon on... Um uh that that spreadsheet but the thing that interests me is almost 22 million pound on signing on fees and agents fees which i know john's not here i'm not allowed to talk about uh quick update on the supporters club supporters club have won their legal battle uh to uh try and save the 70 year uh organization that we go to so there's going to be an agm now on the 9th of September if you are a member and still got a membership card, get down there on the 9th of September and you'll be able to get rid of rule 32, which allows to stop them splitting up all the assets, but also puts in um, a new committee that will keep the club alive rather than dissolve it. And I know I'm a member. So is Nigel and John and David now as well, who's by the way dropped off because he was having connection problems from the U S um, they it's place where they usually hold it. The first two games, they move moving to the White Calf, is it? How oh, are they? Um, Nigel? No. Yeah. yeah. Did you not get the email? I have yeah. not. Down place is not open people for the first two games. Game. So you... <laughs> for the of game. You better have a word with your there, mate. <laughs> to check that out. Yeah, it's not open. It's not open. Uh, they've had to change right. the White Post cafe for oh. the first two games because there was. Oh, existing that'll bookings. be awkward then. Uh, and uh Ian, Ian, you need to come down to the sports club at uh, uh, one time so yeah, we can to. we I'll, can I'll meet go,
4: up. I should be at the Bournemouth game, the Wolves game. So, uh, hold on,
5: no, let me
1: get this right. At the Wolves game, they're yeah. going to be in the White they're Post the Cafe. Uh, yeah.
4: right, okay. Correct. I know. I'll come. I'll come when it's back at Star Players because I park yeah. on that road. Yeah, no,
1: that's because Wis has got their AGM there, yeah. haven't they?
3: Oh, I don't know. No, leave I'm not going to that either because I'm away for that. Anyway, uh, last thing I want to mention, you may have read about it. Uh, expert determination. West Ham beat the uh, – we covered this in Clarence and Hugh. West Ham won the expert determination on, on four matters, the, the most interesting match. This is a long-running dispute. Seven weeks ago was won by, by West Ham. They awarded all the costs legally. And they won on all four points. One was due with Sky TV. Another one was due with draft beer. Uh, another one was due with hostesses in the um, corporate. But the most important one was the surround, the pitch surround. The expert determination said, it is not fit for purpose. It is a danger after Phil Jones and Kiati fell over on it. It needs to be replaced and it needs to be in a contrasting uh, um, colour. Uh, the owners appear to have disobeyed this and have installed the old green one again. Um, are you following this one, Ian? Have you? This seems to be a battle of wills between the London mayor and Cameron um, Brady.
4: Well, I'm not sure how much it's to do with Sadiq Khan personally, um, but clearly that organisation is not fit for purpose. Um, West Ham are one, as you say, on every single count, and yet these people seem to think they can go against uh, the. Um, I mean, they were—they they agreed
3: to this determination, didn't they? So yeah. they ought to abide it. It's part of the it. contract. It says you both um, must um, agree to to the outcome of it.
4: Yeah. So therefore, West Ham should take them get straight back into court and get it sorted because clearly that green surround is going to be there for the first match of the season.
3: Yeah, and they've offered three hundred and. 80 grand to replace and I, it, and and that's taxpayers' money. It's just crazy. I
4: just don't understand how they can behave like this. And um I mean, frankly, West Ham ought to have a bit more political clout in terms of. I, I've I've followed what you've told me about how they deal with Sadiq Khan and all the rest of it, and. Um, They've got enough money to employ some decent political consultants to make sure that their case is being heard with the Mayor
3: of London, but they don't seem to be well, I, able to do this I've suggested the to the powers that be they need a political lobbyist. I'm sure you know it. Well, him, they huh? do.
4: That's what, I, that's what I meant. And yeah. um, sort of, I used to be one donkeys years ago, so I, do, I know how the system works. And it's not, you're not paying people to. Um, make arguments on your behalf but you are you are they do advise you on a political strategy it's like if you want financial advice you go to an accountant if you want legal advice you go to a lawyer if you want political advice you go to a lobbyist and that they can advise you the best way to handle it and clearly west ham are in need of that advice i think karen brady thinks that she can do it all herself because of her (laughs) own political connections well i'm sorry karen brady is like a red
1: rag right now sean i've got this has got to be said yeah Go on. All those years ago in the SAB meetings, yeah, what colour did they always put out? The carpet was going to be green. Right. So West Ham got what they wanted.
3: Yeah, but not that the quality was really poor.
1: Oh, and... so this is the thing. So change the quality of the carpet. If it's got to be green, keep it green then. And the and also it's about has pla- nothing to do with the colour.
3: Ah, oh, but it's a players' perspective now, because Slavin Bilic said in his. Uh, oh. Is London England's standard and, and column? No,
1: what position player has ever complained? No. Right. So if it's good enough for the opposition, the fact that we play there every week—that's a tired old excuse. I'm sorry, the club got what they asked for. Oh, what?
3: Okay. You seem to be on the side of the London Mayor.
4: But if, but if they're offering to pay for a new one, a different color, because the players
3: can't work out where the pitch actually finishes. I don't know, but I think if you asked a player, it's it's difficult to say, is it, With, without asking them, you know? So we'll leave it there. Anyway, we're, we're running out of time. Let's, let's move on to... Yeah, right, so uh, pr- I'm not going to be around for Bournemouth because I'm flying to Spain. Uh, I guess you two are and we've lost David, so uh, predictions from you, Ian. First for Bournemouth.
4: Um, well, I'm going to predict a West Ham win. I, I hope it's going to be a good win because I think we all need we all need a bit of a Philip after Liverpool, don't we? So yeah. I'm going to go for two nil, and I hope that Anderson gets on the score sheet, and I hope Jan Malenko gets on the score sheet. And I hope he starts. I, I think I'm not sure he's 100% fit, is he? But uh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him, Nigel. Uh...
1: Heart says draw. Head says something else. Head says possible defeat.
3: Oof. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Give us a score. Heart thinks 2-0. Head says we'll lose 2-1. Wow.
3: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go for my famous 1-0 win. Uh, with Anatovic, uh making the difference. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go Philippe Anderson scoring his first goal at the London Stadium. Uh, as I said, I will be flying. I am going to take my mic to Spain, but I can't host. So, uh, you, Nigel, you're going to have to make sure the guys do get their acting order to, to do a podcast next Monday and invite me along. And I'll be sitting in there in my speedos in full-degree heat next Monday Uh, Recording this podcast But uh, for now uh, It's goodbye from me Sean It's goodbye from Ian Goodbye And goodbye from Nigel Come on you Irons Oh it's goodbye from David too